Welcome to Inside the Oval presented by Dignity Health. I'm Haley Jones. And I'm Patty Kwan. And this week we are joined by 49ers graphic and motion designer, Noah Hammerman. Hello. Noah, (laughs) this is the first Inside the Oval episode that we have done, not only in person, but in the recording studio at Levi Stadium. So welcome. You should feel... It feels very official. Yes. This feels great. (laughs) Very natural. So I guess to start off with you... What are your responsibilities as a graphic and motion designer? Sure. So essentially, as a graphic and motion designer here, um, we have a little in-house design studio, which is kind of fun. And um, we get to participate in anything from, you know, physical graphics um, seen up on the boards and everything like that to everything social media. So it's, it's really a fun dichotomy, but working with those two two things yeah obviously we've had a bit of breaking news in the last week this is a great opportunity to plug a little story time <laughs> right at the beginning of this show so we're just gonna like kick it off like this we obviously traded for christian mccaffrey last week and Haley and i were actually together when we got the news and we found out with the rest of the world and we were at nordstrom when that news dropped. It makes us sound much fancier than we actually are. Yeah, we actually left empty-handed, <laughs> so we didn't actually buy anything at Nordstrom, but that's where we were when we found out that we were trading for Christian McCaffrey. I know you were in a similar situation. Can you tell us where you were when we, uh, when you found out about Christian McCaffrey and like what you had to do? Well, after a vigorous night of pickleball games, I was driving home and I thought, I'll get some dinner. So I I head to Chipotle and I see on my watch, oh, you know, wow, you know, big news, you know. And so then while heading to Chipotle, I see that, you know, my boss is busy playing volleyball. My boss's boss is busy doing something. So now I'm I'm the last kind of, you know, piece of defense. defense. Exactly. And so then I'm there and I'm like, well, I I guess I got to open the laptop. Uh, I was I stayed from like 8.30 until maybe 9.45. They locked the doors on me. And I went up and I was like, oh, I want to get something to eat. So I asked them, oh, can I still have something? Nope. All closed down. So then I headed to In-N-Out and had a lovely dining experience there. But yeah, that was that night. If anything happened on Thursday night. Did anyone look at you weird as you were working in the Chipotle? Yeah, there was a few people. Oh, who'd we give up? They'd ask. And I was like, oh, it's not that big of a deal, man. I'm just hungry. So you made the first graphic for Christian McCaffrey in a Chipotle. It's true. It's true. I've and f- it performed really well. It did. It's probably, I think we checked, it is our most liked Instagram graphic. Yeah. Like, of all time. Just how God intended. Are you going to put it on your website? Why not? Yeah. That's a great stat. It's a great stat. Yeah, that's amazing. I'll, I'll get you the numbers later. <laughs> so well done on that. Um, you have a degree in communication and media studies. What did you originally want to do when you went to Syracuse? Originally, I just wanted to be a designer and work in sports. All my life, I just wanted to work in sports. That was that was the main goal. And yeah, once I got there, I, I kind of, every opportunity I have, I try to do 110%. Um, and while at Syracuse, I try to do the same, so sticking with the right people and really, you know, putting my foot down on the gas pedal. How did you get into sports then? Um, wow. Loaded. 
Yeah, I don't know. I I was always a fan, but then naturally, uh, I knew I wanted to be in sports. As as a five nine small kid, I knew I couldn't be a professional basketball player, um, which took you know it took a, a very hard time on me. It, it was difficult coming to that realization, but understanding that you know I I always just wanted to do something, and I didn't realize what that was until I think I was in Temple one day, and my mom. Uh, I I was like, oh, can I just go on my phone and whatever, my iPod? And she was like, sure. So I opened my phone and I turned up, I t- took a picture of, ironically, Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis, and I turned up the settings all, like, to the max. And it looked awful by the end, like, saturation, <laughs> the light, the contrast, it looked horrible. But it got my brain thinking, like, wow, you can really do this to photos. Um, and I thought that was so interesting. So... After sticking with that and learning these new things, I just kept going with it, and it really became a passion of mine. What apps, like, obviously when Instagram started, at least for me, I was using it to, like, edit my photos and, like, add all that saturation and, you know, Ludwig, um, all those things. Like, what apps do you use, or, like, did you get started with to, like, what apps are you using now? Oh, it was, like, Visco. It was, like, you know, the regular photo editing apps. But my sister got me started with Instagram. Like I had no, I had no idea what it was, and so I just posted there all the time. And uh, yeah, that ended up working out great. I mean, it was just growing a following and like meeting new people like me that had that same interest. That's what it took. But yeah, I I, uh, I started with Instagram too, Ludwig. Ludwig, that was a great one. I don't know if they still have it, but I feel like that was my default. I'm sure. Back in like 2012. <laughs> So from there, um, you obviously have a lot of like great internship experience at other sports entities. Like, how did you get to the 49ers? Um, well, it's a journey in and of itself, but um, I, I think I got to the 49ers by just like personally perseverance. Like, it just took a lot of like being said no to, um, even with those internship experiences, to like harden myself, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I worked um, at a ton of different places, West Virginia football in high school, um, that the university uh, program, and I worked there for a little while and then um, used that portfolio to really elevate myself to get into college in the first place um, to go to Syracuse and then have an internship there the whole way through and then work at Indiana Athletics, um, and that really worked out well. And uh, then... Yeah, then ESPN, a little, you know, Sports Illustrated, a little summer internship sprinkled in. But yeah, I think those, like gathering all of those experiences and putting them into one, like, pretty bow um, really helped me with my portfolio, like, build a place where I could apply to the 49ers, which is such a great place, and just see what could stick. We were both on your hiring panel when you applied for the 49ers. What was your process like from like application to being hired? It was a long one from what I remember. I think it was like right near the draft and the 49ers had just traded to the third pick. So it was like really like a lot of hectic stuff going on clearly. So when I saw that news, I was like, oh, maybe it'll take a few extra days or whatever. And it ended up being like eight weeks or something. It was a very long process, but it was good because it, it really tested me like, I had to do a test project um, to really prove myself um, to the team here, and I think that was super valuable. And then, like, culture fits a big thing here. So being able to talk to people, not only at, like, a 
work level, but a human level, that's super important. So yeah. I remember Patty's question to you. I have no idea what I asked, but I do remember Patty asked you, how long would it take you to do a jer- jerseys um, swap? That was the question. That was the only thing you cared about in that interview. I think because of the situation, like you said, it was around the draft. Turnaround times are quick. We don't get that much heads up. I needed to know, could you be the guy for a jersey swap? And I tried with the McCaffrey situation. I tried my best. I think it worked out well, though. I think it worked out well. It did. And not to put you on the spot, as this this next question that I have is kind of interview-esque. Like, how would you describe your design style? Um, efficient, probably. To wrap it up, if, if you gave me, like, oh, one word, I would say efficient. Like, I try to really expedite processes that's kind of not, I wouldn't say my role here but like one of the more important things I came in with uh like a skill set in that um so yeah definitely efficient try to get things done quickly but effectively so you don't lose the feeling that you like hand created it um but you really like put it together in a way in a form and fashion that like makes you as a designer happy so yeah definitely efficiency do you remember when you first got here what the first project you worked on was? Uh, one of the first ones. Um, wh- why I like decided this job out of you know whatever else was going on was mainly because of the ability to be a full-timer and learn at the same time. Um, so one of my first projects was creating a website with you, and I had never done that before. And so that gave me the opportunity to really like dig in and learn how to use XD and how to use these programs that I had never used before and put it together and like additionally talk to new people and collaborate on a project while being like a new person. So that was super valuable. It was the throwback, the 94 throwback like first entrance to the wardrobe. I was legitimately just going to ask you what website did we build? Yeah, it was that, it was that 94 throwback like with the 75th patch and stuff. So What's been your favorite project to work on since joining the 49ers? Hmm. The Christian McCaffrey. No. Um, that's a tough one. I don't know. Like, last year's brand was really fun to work with, even as, like, a first person here. Um, so I would say one of the uh, game day posters or, like, a few of the ones that I made were really special to me because it was special to the fans. Um, and I thought it was a really fun project, just, like, pulling from old magazine artwork and trying to like put something together that pleases the current day fan and like the historian. I thought that was super fun. When you're designing something, do you ever put Easter eggs in it or like any call outs that are specific to you? Mm, Not to me necessarily, but for fans and stuff just to enjoy like nothing in specific on every project, but I I try to please the, the common day faithful. Do you draw inspiration? Like, I know you like Spider-Man. Like, do you ever draw inspiration from, like, comics or, like, things you see at other teams? Yeah, absolutely. That's why, I like, I'm a designer in the first place. Like, I really enjoyed seeing those, like, colorful magazines and colorful comic books when I was a kid. So I, I love, like, using that as inspiration in anything I work on. Where else do you draw inspiration from? Ooh, that's fun. I And I wouldn't, like, want to say other... Um, other sports stuff. I really don't look at like other sports design. I kind of just like, especially with the Faithful to the Bay campaign that we're working on, 
it's really important to draw inspiration from like environment. Um, and I've never, I really hadn't been to California. I've never been to the Bay area before I came here. So I, I'm really like learning on the fly what this is all like. And I've been here like a year and a half now soaking it all in, but taking like that, for example, just honestly, the environment I'm in really draws a lot of inspiration. Like, for example, we went on like a basically class trip with our team photographers and, um, really got to see like super neat things. Um, we went to the day young museum in San Francisco and then walked around, um, you know, hate, hate street and saw a bunch of stickers and were really like interested by that pattern. So we took that as inspiration and blew it into this campaign and, and now it's the way it is. So it, it's really like the environment here is, is super inspirational. Patty, have you had any experience while you've been here? I think all three of us are transplants. You're probably the closest, but like how important has it been in your role and Noah too, like trying to pick up what the Bay Area culture and vibe is in order to have the right tone and design and just be able to like actually market to the people who we are trying to target. Yeah, I think it's super important. I think coming from LA, I kind of grew up honestly hating the Bay just because of the rivalry that exists in sports, you know, from the college level to the professional level. So I think what was really important for me when I first started was to like listen and observe, uh, you know, what fans are saying on social and just kind of getting the hang of of the faithful and making sure that when we market to them, it's coming from a place of authenticity. And I think that really happens when you you don't just insert yourself in the conversation, but you listen to it and you absorb it and then you can kind of go from there. So like when I first started, I probably took like the first six months to really get a hold of like our voice and and you know how we've been marketing to the faithful and and how we can kind of um kind of immerse our content with them and just make it feel you know very relatable and so I didn't really start posting until about six months in um when I feel like I had a really good grasp on it but um yeah I mean it's super important because I think the last thing you want to do is like you know the last thing I want to do is say like San Fran like god forbid I ever put San Fran in like writing on, on the 49ers channels, but like, you know, that's just stuff that you kind of learn um, with experience. Yeah. And it's definitely like the same exact feeling, but visually yeah. on my end, it's like, instead of learning the verbiage and the vibe, which I guess the vibe counts as, you know, the visual um, piece, but really like taking that in and, and putting it to, to a, a something you actually look at on a daily basis and try to understand. Yeah, I think too, like you can't categorize the faith, like you can't put it all in like one bucket because our fan base is so expansive. Um, but I think the one thing that they all have in common is that they are literally faithful. So just like, you know, playing into that and really feeding into that is really important um, coming from, you know, the brand. Agreed. So you mentioned a field trip. I think the design team is one of our most fun teams. Correct me if I'm wrong. They're pretty fun. Another field trip you guys took is the yearly, bi-yearly hike. Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. It was a struggle. It was during <laughs> fire season, which is like, why? But we went, we all went on a hike. It was like my, you know, 
maybe third week here and i thought it was a joke the whole time like oh we're gonna you know initiation or whatever you know like we're gonna really bring you in but yeah we went up uh mission peak or something and we went up the whole thing and it was like smoky midway through and we pushed through and got to the top and i was i I promised somebody like we'd get dinner the night that night and i was like oh yeah no problem and I think I fell asleep and just didn't make it. It was, yeah, not canceled plans. I didn't even get a chance to cancel. I just... You just didn't show up. Wiped out. Wiped out. What? How many steps is, did your Apple Watch log? Oh, yeah, I would say hundreds of thousands, but that's not realistic. But, uh, you know, tens of thousands, maybe 20,000 or 25,000 or something on that trip alone. It's like a eight-mile jaunt. Like uphill. Uphill, Yeah. Completely uphill. The hardest part is downhill, surprisingly, because you're slipping. And I and I didn't wear the right shoes. And mm-hmm. I slipped, like, all downhill. So do you have shoes for your next hike up Mission I, I do. I do. I bought brand new shoes because I knew next time I'm going to be prepared. Have you started already, like, wearing them in? No, not the shoes. But I've been getting the lungs ready. That's a very <laughs> important part of it. What are your tips for novice hikers? Tips for novice hikers. Like myself. Such as yourself. Uh, I would be a horrible person to ask for tips <laughs> on a hike very clearly off, off this whole thing. But um, no, just be ready for a long jaunt. Get the legs ready. Hydrate, which I didn't do. But I ate a Kit Kat like halfway through. It's really powered through. Which It's Halloween time, so it's perfect. But yeah, it was great. We made it work. For someone who wants to get into industry, join the super fun design team here, do you have any, I'm sure you get reached out to on social and LinkedIn all the time about how did you get where you are and I want to be a sports designer. Like, Do you have any advice that you usually share with them? Um, Just make these connections early and stick with them. I think that was the most important thing I did when I was younger and especially in high school and even in college, just really like hammering that home of meeting new people um, and discussing things with them, even even like if we didn't know each other, because we're all in the same industry. It's it's a very niche industry. Like visual storytellers for a sports organization isn't like huge. So you kind of get to know these people really well, and they move to different places, and you still have that connection. So yeah, just just staying in communication with folks and really reaching out and saying like, Hey, I'd love to talk to you sometime. Let's hop on Zoom or something. Do you follow up with people? I feel like I get a lot of people who reach out and are, and say things like, hey, I really would like your job or how did you get where you are? I would love to do like coffee or an informational chat. Are they supposed to then follow up later or what is the cadence? I mean, typically I offer like more, you know, folks that they would be interested in speaking to. So it's not just me all the time, you know, because they'll get sick of me at some point. I get sick of me. But I think it would be a really cool thing to like connect them to the next guy who who really drew I drew inspiration from. And so keep that chain going. And recently I had a call with some kid and, and we talked about this type of stuff like, hey, I'd love to connect. You said you like, you know, even if it's not specifically design, oh, you like sports marketing. Oh, I have a perfect person to talk to and bring that person into the conversation. So just keeping the chain moving. Yeah, I think it's tough because because it is, like you said, kind of niche. That, But I think people are seeing that it is a more viable career path nowadays, that like more kids are interested in it, which I think is awesome. But at the same time, like we can't talk to like 50 people at a time. So 
I try to talk to, you know, aspiring students when I can. Um, but something that I really want to work on is like I help co-chair the Apex ERG, which is the Asian Professional Exchange here at the Niners. And I think one of our pillars is like professional development. And I think part of that is just like kind of creating pathways for, you know, people um, to see that this is, like I said, like a viable career path. So like hosting like a panel um, for prospective students and things like that. So um, I think it's super important. I think obviously we're busy people. We can't talk to everyone as much as we'd want to. So I think podcasts like this are incredibly important um, for for anyone who wants to see and hear like what it is like to work for a professional team in this capacity. We've also done episodes with Christine Zambetti and Aaron Lavore. If you are interested in design, go listen to their episodes too because they're super good. Yep, my bosses. Did the you? ones who were unavailable for Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Unavailable. <laughs> Do you, I think the beauty of graphic design is that you can kind of take this talent, like, and obviously you do it professionally, but you can also do it um, on a personal level and, and get into freelance. Do you have advice for freelance graphic designers? I would just say, like, be really organized about your time and be really good about, you know, like, time sensitive things what's really important prioritizing you know which projects over your real job and and stuff like that and just you know really prioritizing that but that's the biggest part of freelance design and also don't shortchange yourself like i have recently been a victim of like shortchanging myself on projects and i think that's just a not fair to myself and b not fair to the client um so just being well aware of that type of thing um and you'll you'll be great at it Can you explain your Twitter handle to us? Oh. We're very interested. Oh, the new age of sports Twitter handle? Yes. Oh, that, when I was like in high school, I was determined to like start my own firm, which was ridiculous. I was like, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a design firm and I'm going to start my own agency and whatever. And I had a friend of mine like mock up logos just so I could see what that would even look like. And he was like a real pro at it. Um, And I was like, that seems kind of interesting and cool. And like, I would be this kind of Bleacher Report-esque page that would just really dive into graphics and news about graphics, but like go overboard on the graphic design part, and it just didn't work out. So then I just I didn't change it. And I also had like a Noah Hammerman one, but I haven't used that one in years. What did you see, like what got you interested in making a your own firm? I don't know. I've always liked to like lead and be really upfront about things and like be really in the forefront of it. Um, and I thought it was like a cool opportunity to do that. Now looking back, it's like silly, but you know, people try things and it works out and it doesn't work out, but no, it, it, it's a, it's still a part of me and a part of my brand. So what's your favorite social media platform? Oh man, that's a question for Patty. Uh, my favorite, I, asked I was already on the podcast. On. I don't have TikTok, so I don't really, I don't use that's TikTok. Okay. Patty likes you even more now. Uh, probably Instagram, probably. But just because, like, you can share photos and stuff, you know, like, it's a more visual platform than, like, Twitter. I feel like that is the top answer we get from, like, photographers and graphic designers because it is so visual-centric. Yeah. Do you judge other designers' Instagrams? Like, if you see a bad Photoshop job and you know that there's someone who works in this industry? Yeah. But not like publicly, not like publicly. Like some people do it really like publicly and forward. 
But yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I try to stay away from it. It's in my nature, though. How much do you draw on other like Patty and I talk about this when we see other teams, other anyone kind of do like interesting social or web content moves. You're like, what informed this decision? Do you and the designers have like a Slack channel or anything where you're like, why did they make this? We do. We do. And we, we like discuss, you know, thoughts like behind different projects and how people execute things. But I, I think it's like, there's a lot of focus on our brand always and trying to like further that. And what does the next step of that look like? We think of social trends all the time, like how to really hop on to like, you know, how Twitter has changed over the years and how Instagram's a lot of tall stuff as the, mo- as the motion designer, like I have to think tall instead of wide, which never happened before. I never thought of wide. So it it's like reconsidering how you really think of things and, and trying to put it to work. But yeah, we talk about other teams and try to figure out, you know, how to best suit ourselves. What are your thoughts now that everything is kind of, I mean, you're not on TikTok, but obviously you know what it is. Uh, you're on Instagram, so you know what reels are. Like just the shift um, from, you know, static to motion, but also like full screen nine by 16 motion. It's something we've talked about in our design meeting um, maybe like a week or two ago. I find it so interesting. Like everything, when I first started design and I was learning how to do it in the first place, everything was wide. And now it's all tall and video because, you know, of several reasons it gets views and and that pushes, you know, different things. But I find it, you know, so interesting and how to adapt to it. It's tough, but it's really fun because each season it's seemingly like we're changing, doing a 180 on how we do things. And and that's a good thing for design teams. It's it really challenges us. And that's a good thing. On that topic, how often, or like, is it even possible to stay current? Like, you guys use Adobe a lot, but do you take classes? Do you recommend people continue to learn skills? Absolutely. I took a motion design class this past spring, um, and it really helped, like, evolve my game for this season. I think it's, when I talk about efficiency, if that's the one word I use, it, it was a very good use of my time, you know? And and using that off season time to really like learn the players practice and maybe relax. I'm sitting there and learning and and improving my games too. So, what is the last skill you learned? Oh, that's an interview. That is, we are in an interview podcast, I suppose. <laughs> I was like, that's an interview question, but I'm not applying for a job. Um, the last skill I learned. Uh, well, this week was this past week was Adobe Max Week, which is like a big conference. So I took a course on the leadership trends for creatives in 2023. And I thought it was so interesting. There's like a fun hierarchy chart and everything. Um, But I I thought it was really cool. So stuff like that, like the intangible stuff. I I love learning that type of stuff. Yeah, they always talk about the intangibles in football too. So you're basically, you know, training like a pro athlete over here. You work in the off season and you're you're working on those intangibles. Different diet. Different diet, yes, Yes, body by Kit Kat. Body by Kit Kat. <laughs> body by Chick-fil-A or something, yeah. I love it. I'm curious, speaking of training like a pro, what is your game day routine? Ooh, my game day routine. Um, so from from start to finish, I suppose, 
I'll wake up in the morning, which is a good thing. And then I will roll. Better knock on some wood or something. Oh, no. There's no wood in here. Um, it's the new studio. Uh, so I wake up in the morning, take a shower, get dressed and everything. Uh, Dad gave me new suits. So wearing Dad's new suits, it's great. Um, found great ties. Um, so using those to, to full capacity. And yeah, getting all ready, getting my Sunday Sunday's best. And then coming over here, going up the elevator, saying hi to all the Playmaker Playbook people. Um, and then getting up to the press level. There's always, if it's a morning-ish game, the omelet line is great. If it's an afternoon-ish game, they have like tacos, which is cool. And getting ready and hunkering down. Um, this season, I'm in charge of the score graphics. So that's what you guys see, which I'm not in charge of the score. So... <laughs> Just for clarity. Just for clarity. I, I don't play, but I train. We've discussed this. <laughs> Technically, you could put whatever score I could. You I could please you. You know, <laughs> but you'll watch the game. You know anyway. So, yep, I will be in charge of the score graphics and motion graphics. So if anything comes up, you know, new player gets signed that week, you know, they'll have a new motion graphic. So getting that stuff in order. Um, a lot of my game day routine is already done pregame. So a lot of it's like during the week I can finish it up. And so now it's just coming to fruition, getting to watch the team play on the field. Um, and then post-game, uh, having a pizza. You know, they have pizza in the press level, so having a slice. And that's pretty much it. And then I'll wait out the traffic, which is always nice, and then head home. What is the most stressful part about game day for you? Uh, I think it's like if something is off or like something doesn't work technologically, that's what peeves me. But because it could, you know, it worked like all week and then it doesn't work. That's the type of stuff that annoys me. But um, no, there's nothing like overly bad about game days. I enjoy them very much. If you're on score graphic, let's say we're going into halftime we're in the two-minute drill. 49ers are driving down the field. How many versions of your graphic do you have? Uh, I'd say, like, a good four. So I take into account a possible field goal, a possible switch of possession or something crazy, a possibility that the score stays the same, and then touchdowns, and then you got to do the extra point. It's, it's a lot. There's a lot of different versions. So, yeah, I, I'd say a handful. We asked Aaron this question about his graphic design graveyard. And you weren't here at the time, but for him, it was a lot of obviously like Super Bowl parade type stuff. Can you tell us about your 49ers graphic graveyard? I mean, last year, I, I was still here. We almost made it. So I, did, I was sitting right next to you at that NFC Championship game. I have a graveyard of stuff from potential heading to the Super Bowl stuff not potential winning the Super mm -hmm. Bowl stuff but yeah I have I have a healthy dose a healthy dose of you know I don't even know what Super Bowl it would have been in LA uh content yeah I guess if you account for your graphic graveyard like how much time do you think went into those graphics that now live in um, the graveyard that's a good question it's gotten very Halloween themed. I know. Here. I actually that was unintentional. This was this is just all on the fly. Ooh. Um <laughs> I would say maybe like at least 
four days or like or a week's worth of content. As in my example, in Aaron's example, it's probably like a lot, a lot more time. But is there something that you've made that you wish had gotten more love? Mm, here, anywhere. Um, not necessary. I mean, yes, but like selfishly, yes. I think like everything, you know, it, it's it gets its due. But you know, there are projects I'm really proud of that that might not have like shined the most. But one of them was I made a um, jersey, like a pink jersey, for breast cancer awareness at Syracuse. And I really enjoyed doing that. Um, not to say like it didn't get any love or anything. It did um, its fair share, but I really just enjoyed that project a lot. Is one of your favorite projects the ESPN motion graphic? Uh, <laughs> I've seen it so many times. It loops so many times. Can you explain it, please? Sure. <laughs> um, during my internship with ESPN, this was like two falls ago or three falls ago or something. Um, they basically, I mean, my main job there was to make the, you know, revolving graphic when it says you're in a commercial break or whatever to let you know, like what's going on. Um, so yeah, I mean, I worked on that project pretty much the whole internship and it turned out great, but yeah, I'm sick of seeing it. I was going to say, we just watched Monday night football together and every time it came on, you were like, okay. Yeah. That happens with your work. That's just so funny because it's literally on primetime television. People pay money to have commercials during this time period. And here your graphic is looping and you're just aghast. Yeah. I don't understand that. I'm not complaining. I mean, I enjoyed (laughs) making it, but you know, things run its course. I, I, I enjoyed my time. I would love to see the impression number that that graphic in particular yeah, hit. it's got to be gross. Yeah, you should get like residu- uh What is it called? Residuals. That would be nice. <laughs> would be nice at ESPN. Would I be sitting with you? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> My favorite question that we ask on this podcast, and it's been asked, I think, on every single episode in your time here, have you done? anything that would be considered at the bottom of every job description it says other duties as assigned hmm yeah i didn't expect helmet holder to be in there as much as i have been doing it so helmet holding is a big responsibility especially on media days just to not in order to not like fog up their helmet or anything or get fingerprints on the visor or whatever you really have to be careful so it's an important job but it was it was other duties as assigned far down. Helmet holder. I think that beats um, one year Meg Williams was oh. mouth guard holder. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Meg Ryan was sweat towel. Sweat towel holder. So you kind of like, not to, you know, discount the experience of being a helmet holder, but you've kind of got it a little bit easy. Yeah, but I, I am now a seasoned vet at helmet holding. So now I'm pretty confident in my skills. Was this your first media day? This one was, yeah. How was it? It was fun. You got to see, well, what was cool is putting together the set, um, being really hands-on with AJ and team um, and game day presentation and really like 
getting to dive into what it looked like and where the idea came from. It was from the field trip. Um, so getting to put it together and be hands-on with him was a super cool experience. And Lenny, um, who helped out too. So that was a lot of fun. And getting to like actually paint it and stuff and seeing that come to fruition. But it was a fun experience. 5.30, get up and early. It, it was good. I think, I think the cool thing about that was like it, you did draw inspiration from that field trip. And literally, I think only you, like the design team and like Game Day Prez kind of knew what it looked like. So I had like no idea what it was going to look like until I got there. So it was kind of cool, I think, for you guys to just like like plant this seed and then see it to fruition. And then, you know, to see the reactions of players when they got there, I think was really cool. Yeah. I, I think it turned out great. I mean, I also really liked that you guys went shopping at like Goodwill and other stores for things to put in the set. It got really involved. There were some things that didn't make it. I, I got like a globe from Goodwill. Didn't cut it. Didn't cut it. I thought it would be interesting like we could spray paint it gold or something. Didn't make it. And a biker's helmet. I thought that was a good idea for some reason. Didn't cut it. <laughs> but I, But they did use my jacket. They used my my satin jacket, my gold jacket, um, with the Faithful to the Bay in the set, which was actually really cool. You're also a big thrifter, aren't you? I am a big thrifter. What is the coolest thing that you've thrifted? Ooh. I mean, when I first started, if anybody checks out any of my socials after this, when I first started, before I, uh, like, when I accepted the job or whatever, I immediately went to Depop, which is my favorite thrifting app. And I got five-time Super Bowl champion, and it was like this really 90s aesthetic shirt for my quote-unquote announcement um, to come to the 49ers. So I thought it was really cool. Um, so that's probably one of my favorites, and I still wear it to this day. Um, Did you wear that for last week for, or for any of our throwback games, like leading up? No, you've yet to see it. It's a really cool shirt, though. You've been here over a year. We haven't seen the shirt. You haven't. You mentioned like this would be your, this shirt was going to be your big announcement. What are your thoughts on graphic designers who create their own graphics announcing their next job move? Mm. I mean, <laughs> it, it, to each of their own, I, you know, to each his own. I, I think, it, I think it's fun though. Using your own skill set to like promote yourself is fun. So good on them. I, I wouldn't do it, but good on them. Noah, thank you so much for joining the podcast. This was a long-awaited episode. I think it came at the perfect time following your Chipotle Christian McCaffrey graphic experience. And we are so happy to have you here. Thank you.